0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, uh, joined by Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Eric, uh, each and every week we talk about the state of the program, and i got to be honest, there is no bigger week than this one uh, for the Longhorns. They head to Tuscaloosa for for the first time since 1902. It's been 120 years since Texas has gone to uh, Tuscaloosa. Uh, It's a big game, to say the least, for the Longhorn program. Uh, asking you just point blank, what does this game mean to Texas as a program? In your opinion?
1: Well, I mean, it's got a chance to uh, to legitimize what Steve Sarkeesian is doing, what he's building. Uh, he, he can legitimize the the strong offseason that uh, we we believe he's had, the the program build that we believe he's had since his first year, where uh, they hit the skids uh, halfway through the season. <clears throat> it's a, it's a huge game. Uh, you know, this is uh this is one that can get the attention of the national media. Uh, but for me, it's it's uh, important in a practical sense in that if they win this game, you know the, they're going to be uh, the talk. They'll, they'll be heavily talked about. You know, p- potentially making the playoffs. It's far too early to really have those conversations. Uh, but if they win this game, they have a little bit of leeway uh, heading into the conference uh, to actually make the playoffs, not just win the conference, but maybe even take the season to the next level.
0: You mentioned that uh, in in this the size and the impact and the the meaning of this game. Can we attach too much meaning to it? You think? Um, because there's a chance Texas goes over there and Alabama comes out. I mean, they've done it before to Bryant Denny. They've blown out top ten teams in, in their past with Nick Saban. Are we attaching too much meaning, either win or lose, to this game? Though, I mean, you, you got to kind of revert
1: to what the goals are at the beginning of the season. But you know, you want to you want to play the best you possibly can and, and do you know, and, and take the take the country by storm if possible. So that's a huge opportunity. But if they do lose, you know, everything's still ahead of them. Uh, the goal coming into the season to me was to win the conference. Uh, but given the way that the conference sets up, you know, one, set of Alabama, one upset of Alabama, uh, you know, puts Texas on a very good path to, to potentially making the playoffs. So I, I think it can be a little bit of both. I mean, um, you know, the world doesn't come crashing down if they lose on Saturday night, uh, but things look really, really rosy if they do win. So I think it's a little bit of both.
0: Got it. All right. Uh, talking with Eric Naline, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Uh, Eric, uh, next piece for you. Strengths of Texas versus strengths of Alabama. Where do you see Texas being particularly strong in this game that maybe not everybody is just saying pointing to? Like, what? Where do you think Texas can really uh, be impactful in this game? Well, I think the Texas
1: defensive line has a good chance to control uh, control the, the, that side of the ball. Uh, you know, Alabama is going to have some of the same advantages that Texas has, specifically defensive line versus offensive line. Uh, but given the fact that Alabama is going to be more of a run-oriented offense, uh, the def- Texas defensive line could have an inordinate impact on the game. Uh, if they, they can box in Jalen Milrow, uh, obviously they're going to have to view him uh, every bit as much as a running back, as a quarterback. Uh, they can get push on that off- the offensive line. The offensive line is, uh, lacks cohesion. Uh, you could tell that even against Middle Tennessee State. Uh, they're, they're very big, uh, but they're susceptible to mental flaws, mental mistakes, uh, similar to how Texas was in its opener. Uh, Texas is not going to give up a size advantage, which uh, Alabama will have against most uh, most teams. Uh, Texas is very deep. They'll keep fresh bodies uh, rotating as we saw, maybe not as deep as they went the other day. Uh, but they're going to have some advantages up front. And also like the matchup in the secondary. You know, that experience allows, uh, allows uh, Pete Kwiatkowski to do a lot of different things up front. Uh, not only are they just good in coverage in general, uh, but their experience allows uh, Kwiatkowski to go to the last page of the playbook and, and really really bring up some things that have worked for him in the past.
0: You pointed out on Inside Texas on Tuesday, uh, Eric, that it's not Pete Kwiatkowski's first rodeo against a run-oriented quarterback at Alabama. 2016, the Crimson Tide uh, took on Washington in the college football semifinals. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, another Houstonian, faces Mm -hmm. another Houstonian or Houston area product uh, in uh, 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 Jalen Milrow out of Katie Tompkins. uh, Look... What, what kind of defense did, did uh, uh, Washington run in that? And do you think we'll see something similar? Because they did kind of minimize Jalen Hurts. The, the Tide scored 24 points, but Washington was only able to score seven in that game. Is that something you think we're going to see again uh, or replicated in this matchup?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's good. It worked then and it has a chance to work now. You know, uh, Alabama only scored 17 points uh, on offense. They had a pick six in that game. Texas did everything right on Jalen Hurts. They had trouble uh, tackling Bo Scarborough late. He broke a he had a, a backbreaking run late for sixty uh, something yards to kind of put that game away. Um, it was never really in doubt because Alabama shut down Washington's offense. Uh, but the, te- the 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 Washington defense, which has you know maybe a little bit more talent than the, this current Texas defense, but not by a mile, uh, held uh, Jalen Hurts to fifty yards passing and fifty seven yards rushing. It was a very inefficient day for him. Uh, they kept him in the <clears throat> they kept him in the pocket, trying to force him to. Uh, to make throws from the pocket that didn't go so well uh, they flooded the field with coverage personnel which Texas is going to be able to do the uh, Texas just has a lot of similarities they can run to that obviously they'll they'll tweak it because uh, you know Nick Saban has probably watched that film 20 times during the offseason uh, knowing that, that Jalen milroe has got a chance to start uh, but Milroe's not even though Milroe's a year older than Hertz was at the time uh, he's not as experienced Hertz had gone through that navigated through the whole uh, the whole uh, 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 sorry, the whole <laughs> whole season. yeah the whole schedule. yeah, the whole schedule to that point. Uh, and you know this is just Milro's second start. So this is a significant step up in competition for Milro. Uh, they'll take away his his first read. Uh, they'll try to keep him in the pocket and fluster him and and uh, hopefully the the coverage guys can hold up in the back end uh, while the defensive guys get to him.
0: Uh, Eric, I want to ask you about the the Crimson Tide strength in a second. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. That's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, He's been helping injured Texans for decades. If you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job, give Adam and his firm a call at 512-280-0800 or visit them at LowyLawFirm.com. You'll get a free consultation. So check them out. If you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job, LowyLawFirm.com, 512-280-0800. Two eight zero zero eight zero zero. Eric, back to this question: Where do Crimson Tide make hay on the Longhorns? Where do they inflict their style of football?
1: Yeah, I mean they've got um, you know they got the same advantage up front over the the Texas offensive line, particularly the interior. They're very big, very powerful. Uh, they're going to be able to create indecision up front, which is just as important as as a physical matchup. They, I think they're going to be able to win some of those mental matchups as well. Um, Texas is going to have to be very sound up front. I wouldn't be surprised if they went with Cole Hudson in this game just because you want to minimize the mental mistakes. Um, and also, you know, Alabama has very athletic uh, blitz personnel. So, you know, they're more athletic at linebacker than they were last year, maybe not quite as big and stout versus the run, uh, but they're every bit as athletic, probably more so. Uh, you know, they got athletes in the secondary. Uh, but up front is, is uh, the, the blitz matchup. It's the same thing. It's, it's a carbon copy to what Texas has in favor of it uh, going into this game. But I do think that that Texas does have some advantages – uh on the offense
0: so it is the pass rush that alabama can generate not just the run stopping of the alabama interior but guys like uh jihad campbell uh dallas turner in particular are those guys like premier players i mean yeah that, not just against kelvin banks i mean they, look they're elite guys so it's a it's a yeah. talent issue right it's yeah, a level
1: Chris Braswell is very good too. It's going to be important for Texas to stay out of third and long because that's when those guys come on, uh, come on the field. You know, they, they go to the, just as you saw those personnel packages that Texas ran, uh, Alabama has them. They ran them last year. Um, You know, Texas did a good job minimizing Will Anderson and Dallas Turner last year. Save you know that big hit on uh, Ewers, but for the most part, they did it. They did a good job. Now they're going to have to change that up. You know, last year they would wrap around a offensive tackle. They'd pull them over to help block Will Anderson. Uh, I guarantee you Kevin Steele and, and Nick Saban are looking at ways to exploit that, bring an extra pressure to that side where they would would pull that that player. So I'm interested to see how the, the cat and mouse game uh, plays out. But, yeah, Alabama's going to have those advantages. Sark is going to have to scheme around them. You can scheme around that that sort of thing uh, with screens and, and quick underneath uh, RPOs, I think, are, are going to be big for Texas. There's ways to, to work around it. But but going into the game, surely that's Alabama's uh, strength up front.
0: Uh, one of the things that, that you said earlier is that this is a game that could potentially legitimize Texas. Uh, and I agree with that. It's, you know, uh, some people have made fun of saying we're back and all this other stuff when Texas theoretically hasn't really been back in 15 years, right? right. Um, this doesn't put Texas there. We're not saying it put Texas there, but it, I, I think the word legitimize is the, the proper context, right? Um, Texas would be looked upon as a team that can go into Bryant Denny with 100,000 people and, and walk away with a win. that's yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's big for next year, too, going in the SEC. If, if they can win there, they can win anywhere. Uh, but, you know, we're still waiting on that big signature win for, for Sark. I don't really count that OU game last year. They were they were down bad uh, for that one. I expect that one to be a blowout. Uh, but to go into a hostile environment, this you know, this could kind of make for – this would tell you, uh, you know, how far they've come since they went to, uh, to Arkansas uh, in 2021 and, and kind of got blown out. Um, you know, they didn't, they were just physically overmatched here. I don't expect them to be physically overmatched. Uh, I don't think, uh, schematically that they're going to be overmatched. Uh, it's just, are they ready to win on the road against a team that has done nothing but win over the last, uh, you know, 12, 13 years,
0: uh, Eric, oh. earlier this morning, I wrote something for, uh, inside Texas about the importance of a quick start to this game. Mm-hmm. Um, neither team wants to be down 14 to nothing with the, with their offenses, yes. Right, it's at the end of the first quarter. Neither team, because that would make Milroe have to be more of a passer. It would completely allow Alabama, if they're up 14-0, to pin their ears back on Quinn Ewers. How important, in your opinion, is a quick start to this game? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery.
1: Well, I mean, I think that they have to make hay off the script for sure. You know, like we saw last year, they were playing very well off the script. They have to do that. But, but part of the importance of that is start getting uh, Ewers into a rhythm. You know, he didn't even really attempt to get him into a rhythm uh, against Rice. Here, that that script, that early rhythm could get uh, Ewers off and running for the entire game. So, yeah, you don't want to get behind. Uh, if Alabama gets behind by 14 or 17, I mean, that, that'd be fun to see. Uh, but, you know, let's play. Uh, let's play very optimistic here. Uh, you'll probably see a different quarterback at that point because they're going to have to pass their way back into it, most likely. Uh, so Texas needs to be be ready for for both for for both uh, Milrow and Buckner. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's important to score points, stay ahead of the stay ahead of the, the sticks, so to speak, in that way. Uh, but it's just as important for Sark to get viewers in a in a rhythm that he could keep going throughout the game.
0: Uh, I've mentioned inside Texas here a couple of different times. That's where Eric and I are posting every each and every single day. Uh, make sure you check out inside texas.com we have a special going on right now two uh, two months for just one dollar for otf uh, viewers use the promotional code otf it 23 that's otf it 23 and take advantage of this introductory offer one dollar for two months uh, eric we talk about this game and what it all means longhorns have a recruiting impact to consider as well but I want to talk about Zena Umiozulu a little bit here, which is separate from this game. Zena announces tonight, uh, he's the brother of Neto Zulu, a big defensive end at uh, Allen High School. He announces tonight between Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M. The Longhorns have prioritized him, uh, period, but so have, uh, so have uh, Oklahoma and A&M. Coming down to the wire here, what do you think of his recruitment and where Texas is in, in this situation?
1: Well, I mean, it hasn't been quite as, as uh, sort of hard to read as his brothers. But, you know, part of that reason is because we have the data from his brother's recruitment uh, at our back. So, we, uh, you know, this one is – I think it's going to go Texas. You know, I think Texas has probably been the favorite for a long time. But he has been torn at times. He has really liked uh, aspects of A&M and, and Oklahoma. Uh, you know, I do think Texas is going to win out. We, you know, we're starting to see the, the edge picture. Uh, I'm writing it right now for, uh, for after the decision is, uh, you know, we're, seeing, we're start, starting to get clarity – at edge, both on the field with what we saw versus Rice and also within the class. If, if Umi Zulu does hold on and, and pick uh, Texas to pair with Colin Simmons, uh, they're in a pretty fortunate position going forward. They might need one more piece, uh, but, but they're in a good spot if they
0: can get them over the line. You mentioned what they're doing with the ed- edge position and some clarity there. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, just where the bodies are going, where the positions are. You know, uh, based on what I saw in Ethan Burke, uh, you know, I think he can be a jack long term. I think Colton Vossick, that was always his position. Uh, his uh, projection was Jack. He's going to need a year or two. Uh, but I think Jack, where I was very concerned about it at times uh, over the last six months, I'm not quite as concerned because of what I saw out of Ethan Burke. Um, and then at, at, at uh, the other side, Buck, where, where Burke currently is, uh, you've got n- numerous bodies that could fill in there. Vosick could probably play their year. Colin Simmons is already going to play immediately. I think eventually, long term, it's going to be uh, a, a timeshare with Colin Simmons. And I think uh, Billy Walton is going to have a long term impact there as well. You still got Cecilia Kana who can be a uh, sort of a versatile piece that can insert blitz from all over the place. Uh, they're, they're in a good spot long-term. Maybe one more uh, player that could play Jack is uh, on the order. Uh, but I think Zena long-term is probably going to be a Jack maybe starts off at Buck. So, so they're in a pretty good spot. Long-term.
0: Uh, Zena Umeo Zulu, if he does indeed commit to the Longhorns tonight at 6 PM uh, we'll be on here with the live stream. Also having it, following it on inside Texas as well. Uh, Eric, if he does, that would bring Texas to 17 verbal commitments on the recruiting campaign. We think they're going to take 23 to 24 high schoolers, but we also need to see how much attrition there is from the ranks uh, this year, because they're also probably going to look at a couple positions in the portal. Uh, you okay. mentioned Ethan Burke, and I want to go on record here. I actually think I've kind of circled Ethan as perhaps the unsung hero going into this game against Alabama. In his first game at Texas, he first game starting he had one and a half sacks. That is the total of what Ovia Gufou had all of last year playing the same position. yeah clearly Texas gets more from Burke in one in year one as a starter. can he be a guy that is an unsung hero in this Alabama game and maybe talk about another couple of guys that you're thinking could be key to a potential Texas win in Tuscaloosa.
1: Yeah, you know, no shade at Ovi, but, you know, he struggled in the opener and, and Ethan excelled, obviously very different uh, competition, but you could kind of see how Ethan would have passed him up uh, had he stayed uh, so that, you know, the kind of think the writing was kind of on the wall there. <clears throat> yeah, he looked, he looked really good. His motor showed for sure. Uh, his length advantages showed um, his, his agility shows, he, you know, he gets really good in his, his drops uh, on that sack. He got off the ground incredibly quick. You know, he wasn't just like lumbering down and had to gather his thoughts. He was up in an instant and, and completed the play. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited to see what I, what I saw there. You know, I don't know about this week. I think they're going to use a lot of different personnel packages. Uh, Alabama's going to go 12 personnel quite a bit. Uh, and at that point, you're going to see Alfred Collins out there. You're, you might see Chris Ross and uh, maybe Jarey Bledsoe playing defensive end. Uh, you saw uh, – at that point, you saw Baron Sorrell was playing Buck uh, actually uh, to the boundary. <clears throat> so there's ways that Texas can go big. I do think he's going to have a, have a good uh, game uh, overall. You know, it's I just don't know that, that he's going to – it depends on what Alabama wants to do. If they're going to want to run the ball, which I think out of, out of bigger packages, uh, you you might see Baron Sorel have a, you know, he had a quiet game the other day. You might see Baron Sorrell have a big game. Uh, I think Jalen Ford's going to have a huge game. Uh, maybe not an unsung hero type because he's so well known. Man, he made a couple plays on uh, on Saturday that, that he was not making last year, even with the, uh, as well as he played last year. He was reading the flow and getting downhill very quick. I think he's uh, more assertive than he was a year ago. Obviously he made that great interception, uh, going backwards we know he can do that I thought he looked more more assertive versus the run and that's going to be huge uh, you got to got to keep eyes on Milrow in this game because you know they're going to run him a lot not just on uh, scrambles they're going to design run for him uh, so I think uh, I think he's huge in this game uh, and I think Anthony Hill is is huge in this game too I think there's going to be times where he spies he'll be out there because of the personnel packages that they're in uh, he'll be out there quite a bit uh, I think they might drop him uh, to spies. they bring bring players elsewhere
0: uh, you're talking about uh, talking with Eric Nolting, publisher uh, insideTexas.com. Eric, another question I had for you is: is the offensive line that's been uh, a topic of much discussion? You mentioned <laughs> early in the in the process uh, of, of this video uh, that that would be the one area where we think Alabama certainly holds an advantage over the Longhorns, their defensive front versus uh, the Longhorns' offensive line. Yet, this is an offensive line that returned five starters from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, was it just miscommunication? Was it, was, was there more to the, the mistakes or miscues on Saturday than meets the eye? What, what are your thoughts? Well,
1: well, one of those five starters wasn't out there. And that was where we saw a lot of the mental breakdowns. Uh, we saw mental breakdowns with uh, Campbell uh, and, you know, a couple of else, else, elsewhere as well. And then I, I don't think uh, we saw nearly the aggression that the, uh, that we should have seen out of Hayden Connor. Um, you know it's that's rice and he's not bulldozing rice that's a to me that's a red flag um you know i, I wonder if we're going to see more netto umio zulu there uh, i wouldn't be surprised if it's Neto Neto and um uh, and uh, uh hudson starting this week you know i think um both guys probably deserve the start uh you know i think <clears throat> alabama is going to test dj campbell early and often uh so either way hudson's going to have to be ready to go if he doesn't get the start I don't know how it's going to shake out, but that's definitely an advantage uh, for Alabama. Like I said, Sark can, Sark can scheme around that. He's just got to make sure that he gets uh, Ewers into a good early flow uh, and keep that going. That script has to hit.
0: Uh, you, you talk about this, and and we've, we've talked around it and about it for, uh, it seems like, nine months now since the offseason started, and the game is now here just a couple of days away. Uh, your thoughts on the outcome uh, of this game as you head into the next 48 hours before you head off to Tescaloosa? Well,
1: I reserve the right to change my opinion, uh, as I did last <laughs> year. Uh, last year, as the game got closer and I got more intel, I felt Texas was going to show up. And, I, you know, I even wrote that that's, uh, I thought they were headed for a barn burner. Um, and so, I'm, I, you know, I might get a similar call this year. I don't know. Right now, um, it's hard for me to pick Texas based on the uncertainty with the offensive line, uh, which is unfortunate because I really want to pick Texas. I think there's ways to justify picking Texas. I think, we, you know, we haven't even talked about the perimeter playmakers. I think set up very well versus even though Alabama has a good secondary, they are dinged up a little bit. Uh, I think Texas can make some plays on the perimeter in this game. Um, I think Texas can slow down Jalen Milroe quite a bit. It's just hard for me to see Texas um, with struggles on the offensive line, pulling out the upset in a hostile crowd in, uh, against one of the best teams in the country. Uh, I'm, at this point, I'm leaning towards Alabama. But if I hear good things about the offensive line on Friday, I will probably, I, I might, I might make a shit. I might make a change. I don't
0: know. <laughs> hey, I went on the road. Hey, you, you can reserve the right. That's fine. Hey, but the question there uh, immediately that comes up for me, Eric, you mentioned the playmakers on the perimeter. How does Texas get them involved? What's the best way for that to occur? RPO game?
1: RPOs, absolutely. RPOs, and then, uh, you know, got to take advantage of some one on ones. Um, I think, you know, comeback routes with uh, with Worthy, dare I say, and out and up uh, to Worthy. They've hit it a lot in practice. They haven't hit it. Uh, obviously, Quinn hasn't had much success on the deep ball. <clears throat> They're going to have to try it. You know, they have to. Uh, that's one way to, to slow down the, the the Bama defense. Now, hopefully, uh, Sark has a good handle on how often to try it and when to try it. Uh, I think sometimes he gets a little giddy with it. They haven't properly set it up yet. Uh, last, last week we saw Rice was playing extremely deep. Um, but he's going to have to try You have to try to soften up the defense. It goes back to uh, Greg Davis, which is going to give some people uh, the shakes. But, uh, you know, he would throw perimeter on purpose. You know, you want to get the the defense playing horizontally. Uh, you know, in this case, Sark wants to get them playing deep and uh, give, him, give the running backs room to, to operate. So uh, I think they'd have to soften up the, the defense with the passing game, perimeter passing, RPOs, uh, some comebacks to Worthy. Worthy's exceptional at creating space. I don't care who's covering him. Uh, they've got to have good timing routes. Uh, and I think if they hit some of those, I, I expect uh, Sark to try to incorporate some of those in the script. Uh, things can have a chance to loosen up.
0: All right. Uh, speaking with Eric Naline, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Headed to Tuscaloosa this weekend, Eric. I'll be there as well. Uh, I'm right. sure I'll see you, Bud. Uh, oh, yeah. That uh, that gives uh, everybody a, a look at what we're thinking headed into Tuscaloosa. Uh, Eric, uh, the term "legitimizing" uh, the Longhorns—that's what uh, Texas is hoping for, not just a moral victory. No, no moral victories. That's the difference. There's a difference between legitimizing and a moral victory. What Texas is really looking for is stepping over that precipice and and really getting to that next point. All right, uh, for Eric Nolene of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this week's State of the Program.